um, it's one of those things where I got a lesson this week, but you just kind of um, co-signed and confirmed what my lesson was. So one of my friends was talking about she's considered one of the strong friends and she posted something about not feeling like her 100% self and people were kind of taking it back. Some people checked on her, but she was like, the strong friend scenario is not good either because some people are socialized to be the strong ones and that's tough. It can be tough. So, you know, you just said like, I was wondering how you guys were doing because I know you have way more tools than me. I know some days, most days I'm great. But the last few days, it's been harder because I can't see my mom. I haven't seen my mom since December. And so it didn't, you know, it always bothered me. But even more now, I think I'm not able to, uh, to navigate it as well as I could play the, like, put up the strong thing. I'm like, yo, I want my mommy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a little breakdown the other day. I called one of my sisters. I'm like, I just want my mom. And so those types of things that I would normally be doing in July, I travel, I travel internationally in July. I see my mom, it's her birthday. We weren't there for her birthday in July. So all of those things can affect our emotional, spiritual, but it also can affect our immunity, which is very important for us to have at this time. So, um, you know, what are you all doing to keep your immunity high and your spirits and vibrations high? Because what I'm learning, if nothing else, is that, you know, this is a, a lot of, and the reason why I started summer school, actually, was because I saw a lot of my friends and family who maybe don't have the tools that I have in hysteria, especially in the beginning. And so the fear keeps you vibrating low, which then diminishes your everything, including your immunity. Um, so what are some of the things manifest? You said some things, but Emmanuel, what are you doing to keep your immunity? Like what are some of your rituals for the day to help keep you strong? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the biggest things for me that I would say is just a, has, has gained more emphasis in my you know, personal life since COVID has just been regular exercise, right? You know, I'm used to doing things like, okay, you know, I have my morning yoga, I got my evening yoga. Uh, maybe I'll take a, a break in the afternoon to do some qigong or something to help my circulation and my focus and my clarity, you know, if I'm in the middle of working and things like that. Uh, you know, and, and I'll exercise because it's important to stay in shape and keep up circulation and all those other things that are important when you teach tantra and stuff like that, right? <laughs> but I think that COVID has, for, for me, uh, you know, going, being somebody who enjoys being outdoors, you know, kind of like I am right now. Um, I found myself, you know, working from home, like a lot of people. Uh, you know, I do uh, consulting, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I do a bunch of different things, education, all types of stuff. Uh, I found myself just being in an apartment on a computer a lot, right? You know, lounging around on the sofa, you know, not using my standing desk. And for me, like, I mean, I had to make a commitment to get outside, to be outside, to not fall into the trap of just being indoors, you know, breathing the same air, you know. Uh, so in March, when I came back to the U.S., I, you know, I was, um, I was intentional about starting a small garden, you know, in the space that I had available, um, and just getting outside, exercising and moving regularly. I think these things help to remind me that there's still a whole world out there, 
you know, that, that my world is bigger than my apartment right now. <laughs> and my experience is still connected to the, to the natural world. Uh, and it's cyclic, you know. Um, there were times I'd go three days and realize I have not been outside. I don't know what the weather feels like. <laughs> I'm becoming disconnected from the cycles of nature. So uh, part of it for me has been just making sure that I stay exposed, you know, and embedded in nature. Um, that's really interesting because you taught, you taught me at least one level of Tantra, right? And so one, I want you to explain what Tantra is, like the very basics, but I have been using that myself to connect to nature more. So I'm doing the opposite of what you're doing. I'm out there every morning. Like I get up not as early as manifest, but I'm up seven o'clock i'm in the streets i'm in the woods i call it like i'm in going into the woods and i have found four different pockets of woods to um give myself some freedom because i travel so much and because i love travel i actually feel stuck i feel like a a bug under a glass i have not been beltsville is where i am right now it's probably the furthest north i have been since March and I'm from Jersey like I'm used to being on that highway going to see my family so you know like you guys I like make sure I try to ground putting my feet in the soil and I'm learning how to grow my own food like I'm making sure I hear the water I'm by water and I never used to do that but learning Tantra from you taught me how important that is so can you for people who are watching who may have no idea what I'm talking about. What is Tantra? Okay, um, so Tantra is a, a system of personal uh, development and growth that utilizes uh, a wide variety of techniques. Um, Tantra is, uh, is, is, is known and respected as being sort of the highest expression of yoga. Uh, uh, a lot of people associate Tantra with se uh, sexuality uh, and some people use Tantra and sacred sexuality as synonymous terms. And um, that's because Tantra uh, encourages us to grow by cultivating uh, a particular energy, which some refer to as Kundalini. Uh, this is the energy of creation. Uh, and this is the energy that's associated with the experience of orgasm in the body as well. Uh, and so through Tantra, we learn to liberate this energy and to direct it through the energy body in order to uh, basically to loosen up different things that have become bound within us. Uh, these things that become bound within our bodies uh, and within our energy bodies typically reflect things that have become bound in the mind. And so it's a way for us to take things that have become very rigid within who we are, uh, false belief systems, right? And we can start to loosen them up uh, and we can start to, um, you know, uh, become just the highest and the best version of ourselves, just removing uh, false beliefs. And so we utilize an understanding of our energy body uh, the science of how it is that our emotions are connected to the physical body uh, and connected to our energetic experiences. And we practice techniques that allow us to, to utilize that for personal growth and transformation. Um, so Tantra is useful for uh, personal growth, for spiritual growth, uh, for reproductive health, and also to improve the health of our relationships and our sexual experiences as well. Thank you. And so Manifest, you also study Tantra, but I heard you mention Qigong. What exactly is the practice of Qigong? Qi means energy, Gong means cultivation, um, loosely, if you will. Uh, Qigong is an ancient path of cultivation 
and energetic empowerment. Uh, it's well known um, to have uh, roots in China and Asia. However, people have been cultivating energy and their energy, their life force, uh, since the first human beings have been on the planet. So really energy cultivation um, expressed itself first and foremost in Africa, whether it's just standing meditation, sitting meditation, gazing at the sun, harmonizing with the moon, um, tuning into the earth's energy field. Uh, now, uh, if you will, again, it's well known, um, Chinese uh, medicine, traditional Chinese medicine has made it the cornerstone of that particular system. So when you think of acupuncture points, uh, moxibustion, which is the, um, the burning of, of, of medicinal uh, qualities, the, um, uh, and many of the other uh, modalities in Chinese medicine, Chinese herbs, nutrition, all of that um, springs forth from Qigong, based off of Qigong theory and Qigong fundamentals. And so energy is everything. So Qigong, or energy cultivation, uh, is a vast and ever-increasing um, comprehensive system of standing, uh, sitting, standing, and moving meditative exercises. Uh, and so some of the sitting meditative exercises are just what we know as meditation, but it's circulating the energy through uh, the energy centers, the vital organs, uh, the cells uh, to revitalize. Uh, to purify and revitalize those, um, those very uh, important uh, aspects of our being. Uh, the standing meditation uh, is a way to fully activate our life force, yet in a meditative state. So oftentimes the standing meditation is seen, uh, at least from a Qigong standpoint, as the most empowered uh, because we're meditating, but we're standing up, we're fully activated. And then you have the moving meditation, uh, which is oftentimes um, seen in Tai Chi-like movements. Uh, and so when we think of energy in the body, there's two primary ways that we have, uh, we experience disease from the TCM and the Qigong um, vantage point. One is energy stagnation and the other is energy deficiency. Energy stagnation is when the energy is simply not circulating. So anything that we do excessively can bring about either energy stagnation or energy deficiency. Sitting too much, the energy becomes stagnant. We become lethargic. Standing too much, you know, have a seat. Uh, sleeping too much. So, you know, moderation in all things uh, is the ideal approach. So energy deficiency, um, that goes into what we spoke of earlier, wearing ourselves out, burn the candle with both ends, feeling like there's not enough hours in the day and we need to do something else as opposed to going with the universal flow and allowing things naturally to unfold. And so real quick, I remember in the, um, in the early mid nineties, I had an experience. This is before I even got into Qigong. I got into Qigong in, in, in 2000, 20 years ago. And I remember going through a, a phase and I don't recall how that unfolded, but I had an affirmation that I would say, daily in, in all times everything is temporary everything is temporary so i went through a phase where i didn't have many attachments and uh, i found myself in nature oftentimes and i had this very very high level of non-separation like i was a drop of water in the cosmic ocean and everything when i thought of something it would manifest when um i needed something it would show up 
And so we've all had those moments of grace where it seems like we're just flowing with this divine abundance. Um, and then, of course, we have those days where it seems like nothing works at all. And we just want to just tank it in. So that was my first experience with energy cultivation, just being in the flow of the universal uh, uh, process. And so a few years after that, that's when I learned about practices that help us live at the highest levels of our consciousness. And so Qigong is about health and wellness. It's about uh, Tantra. It's about um, uh, martial arts. Uh, yet it's also about spiritual empowerment. And just imagine if there was a moment in your life where you had no impediments, no energetic blockages. What would that look like, Wendy? That would just look like you are downloading the cosmic, the divine intelligence from the creator, and it's just permeating your being. You're walking as God or goddess on the planet. And so that's our birthright. That's not woo-woo. Uh, you know, we've had beings that have always done that. And we're living in a fifth dimensional time now. When I say fifth dimensional, expanded consciousness, expanded awareness, where really that's not you know, only a few people in a monastery or, or out in the forest or in a dojo, uh, that's what we all should uh, be attaining that level of, of consciousness, where we, which we call wu-wei, non-action leads to action. So I do like that. I want to piggyback off of that um, comment that you made about it being wu-wu. Because mm -hmm. I, I venture to say many people don't know what you're talking about. You know, not, <laughs> not just now. I mean, you, you broke it down nicely. But I'm saying, like, how did you get to where you got to that spot? Because I know it takes a lot of practice. And how did you get to where you're feeling like you know these tools and um, maybe like a catalyst on how you got there? That's one. But then two, I wanted to say being in nature, I've been going into nature, like I said, for, for a few years now, but like the last few days has been very important because I was sick for three days over the weekend. I'm talking bedridden, right? But before that, I was doing my regular getting out, doing my five miles, whatever it is I do, moving around, enjoying the sun, whatever. But those three days really had an impact and I think that's where I got to the point where I was getting super emotional about not being able to do the things that I wanted to do so I went out to the park yesterday and you know the rains happened and it was like you know torrential rains so now the water is just flowing and as I stood there by the water it was just like go with the flow but that's just a, a lesson from nature just like go with the flow Wendy stop being so extra it's going to be okay. So what, how did you all get to this? They're hammering again, so I'm going to put it on mute. But um, Emmanuel, tell us how you came to this understanding of this kind of tapping into oneself. Yeah, no, th that's a great question. Uh, I know for me, um, you know, I guess uh, I, I've, I've had some, uh, some hurdles and some challenges that I had to overcome in my life. You know, uh, I grew up in the, uh, the foster care system in, in the 80s. Uh, which was an experimental uh, system that was devised by the U.S. to take children out of their families and put them in other families and then load up those families with resources because, uh, you know, that, that's the way to, to help kids, right? Uh, 
and anybody who's familiar with the system knows about all of the, the traumas and the abuses that occur as the result of that. And so I was not uh, fortunate to escape those experiences. Uh, and by the time I got to college, I realized that I had some severe deficiencies in terms of my personality, uh, my, my development, my ability to connect with other people. Um, and that really became evident in my early 20s when I found myself divorced, uh, when my, my first marriage had ended. Uh, and so at that point in time, I realized that I really needed tools to be able to change, right? I, and I was aware of some of the things that were problematic in my experiences, uh, but I really didn't know what to do about it. Uh, I had been raised uh, in part, you know, uh, I had very uh, deep experiences in Christianity in the Christian church. I had had uh, spiritual experiences, you know, different, uh, different things that I knew were irrefutable in my own experience. Um, I was also, and still am, an electrical engineer. So I've earned a doctorate in engineering, right? So I have a very scientific mind that loves to understand processes. And so the, the more I looked into my spiritual experiences and you know, I questioned how it was that they helped me to change at different points in time. Uh, and I started to study the underlying principles that actually helped to develop change. Uh, I found that those principles were common in many spiritual systems, including traditional African religions, uh, as well as the systems of uh, Tantra. And so when I looked for tools, you know, not necessarily just to be a moral or ethical guide, but when I looked for actual tools to be able to change, to improve my behavior, the way that I showed up in the world and the way that I related to other people, that led me to traditional African religion uh, and to Tantra and sacred sexuality. Uh, and so those, the tools that I found have been most useful for helping me to overcome uh, a lot of what I learned from negative childhood experiences and from bad relationships. And it's what, what has allowed me to be propelled uh, at, at a much higher speed towards my purpose uh, and being focused and directed in the way that I live my life. Yeah, I love that. And so manifest what, you know, what would you tell like a brother who doesn't, so, okay, let's go and say, tell us what Sagemen is and your organization and how you are wanting to share um, the tools that you have with other men. Tell us about that. So the term Sage uh, has a dual meaning, obviously. The first um, uh, image comes to mind is a purification resin that we purify uh, uh, the body, the energy body with. Uh, and that's very important, or cleanse our living space um, periodically, maybe during the new moon, full moon. So uh, sage men is about purification, but there's a higher meaning um, that goes beyond that. Um, also, the, the term sage means uh, very elevated, very wise, very spiritually uh, activated being. And so uh, the wisest beings um, throughout uh, the planet's history, uh, the oftentimes the most spiritually empowered, have been considered sages in various different communities. And the sages have been both men and women. Uh, oftentimes it's depicted as a man with a robe on and so forth and so on, but there have been many uh, divine feminine sages as well. And so uh, one of the sages that really stands out to me is Tahuti in the Kemetic tradition. Uh, and Tahuti is considered the wisest of all the sages, you know, uh, understanding oracle divination, 
uh, spiritual empowerment, things of that nature. So uh, the sage men are about uh, purification, fortification, and transformation. Those are our three areas. Uh, being the best version of ourselves as melanated men. Oftentimes when we think of black men in particular, we think of sports, we think of macho, we think of um, having a level of vigor, vitality. Uh, however, um, the spirituality uh, is considered missing oftentimes. And, and you know, we've talked about this and I've had many conversations with uh, sisters as well. Uh, the sisters are fully activated on the planet, the divine feminine energy. And it's very challenging for many sisters, many black women to find mates that are on par with them, that they can have a conversation with beyond what do you want for dinner? <laughs> you know, what do you want to do tonight? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And to really go deep or to go high in terms of, you know, really, um, you know, intellectual and spiritual exchange. And so we're changing that. Brothers like Emmanuel and myself and I, we're changing that. We want the black man, uh, not want, we are determined that the black man is going to be fully activated and elevated in his God consciousness. So when you think of ancient Kemet, um, it's not something just thousands of years ago, it's what we're building right now. We're all about build, building pyramids, we're all about living as geometric structures that um, rise uh, to the occasion to our highest level of consciousness. And I don't wanna have that sound too ethereal. The bottom line is, is that we want men to open up we want men to be more transparent. We want men to be more um, uh, vulnerable. When we say vulnerable, be open to uh, sharing about your challenges. Be open to uh, speaking about your shortcomings. That's the only, the only way we can make really um, um, personal change. Uh, oftentimes, uh, particularly when it comes to uh, black men, I've seen, uh, we talk in third person. Uh, we wanna make it about Trump. We wanna make it about everything else. Uh, but actually our own issues, you know, what we're dealing with. And so, uh, you know, with the sage men, we go deep. You know, we, we challenge uh, the men coming in uh, to open up, uh, to understand this is a safe space uh, to grow, to evolve, to heal, and to transform into the best version of oneself. And just to, uh, I want to just veggie back on that just for a second. Uh, mm -hmm. So I know that, uh, you know, Manifest, you said uh, just a lot of great things about the Sage Men program. I do mm -hmm. want to talk about sort of, you know, my my interest and my involvement in the program as well. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the Sage Men has given me an opportunity to share a lot that I've done in my life, you know, from meditation, Tantra, to teaching martial arts and other different modalities. I've been able to integrate a lot of that into the Sage Men so far. It's been a great platform for me to personally find you know, personal fulfillment in being able to give my highest and my best gift. Um, so it's definitely been a blessing to me. One thing that I really like about it is the fact that it's a program that's geared at developing the whole man, right? Now, as somebody who has taught Tantra outside of the context of a program like the Sage Man, I can tell you there are a lot of people who come to Tantra, there are men who come to Tantra because they just want the sexual upper hand, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they want to learn whatever the funky trick is that everybody's <laughs> doing now you know what I'm saying? So that they don't fall behind with the competition or so that they can dominate a woman so that they can be superior, right? A lot of people are using techniques of Tantra to reinforce their ego. They're using it to reinforce deficiencies in their character, right? And that's problematic, right? Within the context of the Sage Man program, we're not teaching Tantra in isolation, right? We're giving people the tools that they need 
to develop as a whole man, to show up in their relationships, to show up as a husband, as a father, as a brother, as a community builder, right? All of these different uh, aspects of their being are being addressed simultaneously so that we see a whole list of growth uh, within the, the person and becoming their self. Well, I want to hey. echo what Aaron Phillips Scott says. He says, God bless you and thank you. And I'm saying the same thing. God bless you and thank you for doing this because, you know, I, I know a lot of the sisters who really are looking for a sage man. You know, they're looking for someone who meets all those qualities and, and does all those things that you all are saying. And Emmanuel, I'm very grateful that when I was learning, when I was doing my intro to Tantra as far as before I took your class, but when I was coming to the info meeting, somebody told me that. Somebody in your group told me just to be careful of those types of things, and I'm glad that they did because you always, you know, me, I'm just like, people are studying how to be their, their best selves. It never occurred to me that people will try to use it against you, so I'm glad I know now. So what do some of those lessons look like? You know, we have about 20 minutes left. What do some of those lessons look like uh, for men? Um, a few tips that you can share, especially for people who may be the easy ones who have never heard of this before, but maybe tonight or tomorrow morning, they can do something a little differently. Either one of you. I would say um, make a, uh one's um, personal development his highest priority women are doing that you know y'all going to retreats pre-covid of course um taking you know going to conferences uh you name it learning reiki learning spiritual modalities um you know non-stop you know and i've seen men particularly black men kind of lower the bar and i'm not judging the brothers we all have kind of had to bar low, you know, myself and Emmanuel and all, all brothers at, at certain points. Uh, but understand that uh, living uh, the best version of you is your birthright. You know, that's not woo-woo. That's not something out there in the cosmos. You know, everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to be a winner. And so when we talk about the sage men, we're talking about winning in all aspects of our lives as men. And so put, placing personal development, one's personal growth at the highest uh in terms of one's highest priority and that uh improves your finances it improves your relationships uh it improves your your family connections it improves uh improves your nutritional regimen uh your spiritual growth uh you name it and so um that is one of the biggest shifts i would really encourage men to do and then uh meditation you know uh, when we think of um, uh, many uh, forms, whether it's Tantra or, or Qigong or yoga, uh, at the core is uh, meditation, going within, um, cultivating one's life force. So every man, those who are watching and may not necessarily be on the path, uh, understand that meditation is not something for women. Meditation is not something for an elite group of men. Uh, meditation is our birthright. We have done it anyway when we go and just say, hey, man, I just want to clear my mind. I want to go out by the water. Now, sometimes, you know, uh, a brother will take some intoxicants to go do that. You know what I mean? He'll go, he'll, he'll take something to 
help him get there. You know what I mean? Whether it's a beer or a drink or, or um, you know, some type of uh, psychedelic process, which is not necessarily needed. You know, um, it's simply learning how to breathe, how to inhale, how to bring the life force, empower the life force within by bringing more life force, more chi in to replenish the cells, uh, the vital organs, the spiritual centers, and release the toxins, the tension, the stress. And so that is a, a, a very simple uh, yet very profound start. Making uh, man, Every man should make his personal development, his personal growth, his highest priority. And he should begin with a meditative practice that will help him go within. And when he goes within, he'll gain insights about himself. He'll have more clarity on where he is at this point in his life. He'll have a self-assessment to, to cultivate emotional intelligence. How am I feeling today? And so he's not just running on automation. And from that, then everything else can expand. I have uh, just a few points to add to that as well. I'd like to, just to give some examples of what that could look like from mm -hmm. some different uh, things that we've done in the past. Uh, so one example, for instance, last summer we held a 90-day uh, a um, rights program for men to help to facilitate a transition from the normal state of being into uh, reflecting a higher aspect of who they are. During that process, um, we held a number of in-person retreats back when that was a thing that you could do. <laughs> and, um, so one of, the, one of the lessons, so, uh, so one of the things that we did was we taught uh, martial arts and we had an aspect of physical fitness that was a component of that, right? And now we didn't just like teach martial arts because brothers should know martial arts for some abstract reason, right? Um, but like, I'll give an example of one of the specific lessons that we did. This was a defense against knife attacks, right? And so this was somebody is launching at you with a knife what is it that you do? And so that exercise helped to do a number of different things. One is it exposes what your normal reaction would be in a surprise situation, right? And this is important because life tends to throw surprises at us. And a lot of times we're not really certain of how it is that we would react until we're put into a particular situation. We don't have necessarily the preparation for things that are out of the normal, right? So when we're put in a situation where somebody lunges at you suddenly with a knife, it exposes how it is that you react. That gives you an opportunity for self-awareness, right? And then from that self-awareness, you can move towards self-control. And then from self-control to self-defense by taking a better action uh, in response to the particular stimulus, right? That's a life lesson. That's not the only lesson that came out of it. The other was how to move towards challenges in life instead of backing away, right? So if somebody lunges and the first reaction is, ah, not a very beneficial reaction. What we want others to do is to see a challenge head on and move towards it. Learn how to confront it head on, redirect it, and change the outcome, right? And we want brothers to be able to embody that practice. So we put them in a context where they are forced to move towards the challenge instead of attempting to back away because we believe that this reflects the way that the divine masculine operates, right? We also taught brothers how to heal physical challenges in their body through food. And I'm going to give credit to our elder, uh, Breathmaster uh, A, Aaron Motley, who came uh, as a part. That's one thing I want to say, too. The, the sage man is not just Manifest Ra, and it's not just Manifest Ra and Emmanuel Taylor either. You know, But uh, Manifest does a great job of being able to find brothers with something to offer and a high reputation and be able to bring them in to share their gifts. Right, And part of that is teaching our people that we don't have to go beyond our communities to find heroes 
to find the solutions to our problems, right? They're here within our communities and we're helping to, to elevate the people who are qualified to teach but haven't been given a platform elsewhere. Um, so it's, it's a great thing as well. And I just want to say hats off to you, Brother Manifest, for your continued uh, ability uh, to do that, your demonstrated ability to do that. So we're teaching brothers how to find solutions within their own community, but also within themselves uh, by bringing health challenges to the table and helping to educate them on how to address that with resources that are available through foods, through herbs, through things that they have direct control over, like what it is that they put into their body, right? So those are just some examples of different things that we've done to help brothers to become uplifted uh, and to change their perspective in the way that they view their life uh, themselves and their role in the world. And I just want to say hats off to you as well, good brother Emmanuel. Emmanuel's an old soul. I think he's 32 years old in chronological years. Uh, but obviously, <laughs> he's been around for a long time. And he brings a wealth of knowledge. He's like a, you know, I mean, I say this respectfully, kind of like a spiritual gizmo kind of dude, you know, guy. He's pulling stuff out of his hat all the time. You know, whatever you need, I got it, you know. So, um, you know, the, the sage men is about being comprehensive um, and, uh, you know, not being um, a jack of trades and master of none, but we all, but, but we have seven um, specific archetypes uh, that we activate and elevate the visionary. Every man must have his own, must have his vision, uh, have clarity on who he is, why he's here. And even if he comes in and he doesn't quite understand that, that's okay. You know, um, I don't know, you know, that's simply what that means. Uh, but we help brothers uh, uh, find their path, their mission, their reason for being. And then we have the warrior, as Emmanuel said. Um, every man clear. should be able to activate the internal warrior. Um, can y'all hear me? This, uh, I don't want to gloss over the visionary for a second, because that's one example okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I did not, that I, I didn't talk about, but I had in mind. One of the things that Brother Manifest uh, taught us how to do is to ask a question, go into trance, tap into your divine intelligence and come out of meditation with an answer, right? And so Manifest has taught us processes for being able to do that so every brother can become his own oracle. Every brother can tap, can tap into his own sage wisdom to be able to find creative solutions to the problems that come up in life. And so that's part of what Manifest has offered uh, in leading us through the, the visionary archetype. So I wanted to throw that into the mix as well. That's something that every man should know how to do, especially every man who uh, claims to or aspires to be a leader in some aspect in life. So I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I didn't want that to get glossed over. I say, I say, I say, absolutely. So yeah, so because if you think about it, I know Emmanuel and I've talked about this many times is that, uh, and Wendy, when you know, the sisters, the, the women ask the men, hey, honey, what do you want to do tonight? Well, in nine times out of 10, what did, what's the demand respond with? Whatever you want to do. So, you know, when it comes to the most basic and mundane, oftentimes men are not, you know, uh, demonstrating um, clarity, vision, direction. And we want to change that, you know, where whether it's micro or the macro, uh, men, as Emmanuel said, can go within themselves and get clarity in a brief period of time uh, uh, in terms of what their own process, their own divine intelligence is requiring that they do in that specific scenario to bring about, to bring in fruition, manifest uh, that particular intention and goal. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, so we have the warrior, we have the enterprise and enterpriser is the aspect of man that is financially literate uh, and more, more abundant, the healer, the tantric, the pillar, that aspect of the man that 
um, is the family man, the pillar in this community, and then the alchemist, the mystic, that aspect of us that is spiritually attuned and walking as the divine intelligence. So, you know, brothers like Emmanuel and I, we, we do our absolute best uh, to live that and to help other brothers uh, activate that and live that within themselves. Uh, my VSU, Virginia State University homie Aaron says, brothers that can empower one another, this is epic. So he put like the, the fist and the crown and all that. So he's just like, so Aaron, you're gonna have to connect with them. And, um, and then Rob Gill says that he had very little vision for himself before attending the 90 day transformational program. But as a whole, the program was, was a life changing experience. So shout out to you guys from Rob. And then um, Aaron Phillip Scott says, having a form of godliness, like we have a form of godliness, but we deny its power. And I can say we deny it, but I say in some instances, we don't even know it's there because we have given our power to other people, to others, to, to deities and spiritual systems and all those types of things instead of having our own power. So Emmanuel, I guess I took your class in March of 2019 and it has taken you know, this time to drill down. So I got the theory, but you know, you got to put it into practice. So I've been able to put this into practice before COVID, but it's been even more helpful during COVID. So we're talking about, you know, denying or not um, utilizing or not trusting your own divine power. And so recently during this whole time, I've become more intuitive about what I need, what I want, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And so I had, I, I'm not going to harp on it, but to go back to the situation where I was saying that I miss my mom, I was feeling something in my body. Then I was craving chocolate chip cookies. And then I, I just, I knew I needed something, something. I was just anxious. I was just feeling some kind of way. So I stood in my kitchen and I said, Wendy, what is this? You know what this is. Gave myself some time to drill down and think about what it was that I wanted. And then I was just like, boom, I want my mom. So I didn't need the cookie. I didn't need, I could drink some water. I knew I needed to move my body. And then I called her. So at least I got that. So it's like, you know what we usually know what we need. And sometimes we don't trust it. And sometimes we don't even take the time. It just took me a minute to be clear on what it was that I was needing. So that was me tapping into my own divine power and, and, and healing myself by hearing my mother's voice. I said, I that makes sense. I give thanks. I give thanks. I'm grateful. Thank you for sharing. It's awesome to know that, you know, that the, the tools do make a difference. So, you know, I'm grateful Absolutely. to you, you know, to, to give that example and, and see how you put it into practice. Yes. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. So we just have a few minutes left. And what I would like to do is to, um, if you have one or two tips each of you share for the brothers to carry on from tonight to, to the rest of the week, um, and moving forward, something simple that they can do to start to get their minds, you know, more tuned into themselves. I would say a couple of quick tools. Um, improve one's um, nutritional regimen. We've, co of course, heard since we were small, we are what we eat. Uh, that's very um, uh, 
vital during these times where we're going to have to do um, more with less. Less is more is going to be the approach. Um, they're talking about, you know, uh, possible food shortages in the coming months uh, and second wave and all of that. And so uh, the uh, immune system, 80% uh, of it is in the gut, the digestive tract, diaphragm, dantian, whatever term we want to use. It's not necessarily in a mask or six feet away from people. Uh, that's what we're told. Uh, something that we're waiting to go in our arms, if you will. So it is 80%. The vast majority of the immune system is right here in the gut. So what we're eating and how we're breathing uh, are the two most imp important factors in our immunity. And so I would encourage every brother watching to uh, make a self-assessment. Um, you know, see if he can eat more plant-based foods, less um, animal foods. Uh, if he's already on that path, uh, what does he have to uh, modify uh, to um, uh, increase his digestive process, uh, bring food in and also eliminate it in a timely fashion? Uh, smoothies, um, juicing, um, there are all kinds of superfoods, uh, spirulina, um, moringa, uh, that one can put in one smoothie uh, to um, boost their immunity. Uh, so I would say, uh, one of the first approaches is what we're putting in our system day in and day out. Also, again, going back to what we said earlier, uh, uh, every man should have a meditative practice and start from there. Uh, oftentimes, meditation is very challenging for people because everyone's multitasking. On the phone, people driving down the street, on the phone, looking here, looking there. Um, and so we're all, you know, consistently out of our bodies. We're not having out-of-body experience, we're just out in technology. And so uh, going within is very empowering. And so uh, I would encourage every man to take about 10 or 15 minutes when he wakes up to just be quiet in gratitude, breathe in, breathe out, um, and periodically throughout the day check in, how am I breathing? How am I managing my emotions? How uh, am I feeling at this time? So forth and so on. Because whatever that is at that particular moment, when we become the observer, we can change it in a very favorable fashion. If not, what a lot of folks are doing right now is emotional eating. Um, they're just getting eating what they, you know, whatever they can get their hands on um, to deal with um, these uh, increasing um, stressful situations. So um, change one's nutritional regimen, upgrade that and then also meditation uh, as well. Those will be my two. Well, I would, uh, I would reinforce that, you know, uh, traditional Chinese medicine basically says, you know, we have different types of energy that flows through the body, but primarily the ways that we get energy, more energy into the body or through our food and through our breath, right? <clears throat> Why do we need energy? We need energy to change things. That is a basic principle of physics. And it is true in this material world, right? If you want to change something in the material world, you need energy to change it. It doesn't matter if you're trying to push a rock up a hill, you know, move a car down the street. If you're trying to grow, if, it, if you are trying to change something, you need energy to do that, right? And when it comes to our own personal being, we get our energy primarily through our breath and through our food. And so it's important to manage those two things well so that we're able to make change. If we neglect those things, you know, we can try all we want. You know, this is... Uh, I, I like the idea, this, uh, this Western idea of willpower, right? Uh, but my understanding um, 
which is rooted in a comedic point of view, is that we have two separate things. We have will and we have power. Because right? a lot of people have desires. A lot of people want to do some things, but they don't have the power to do it. They're lacking in energy, right? And so, you know, my point of view is that we need cultivation of two different things. We need to cultivate our will and we need to cultivate our power, right? And we should, everybody should have some practice that helps them to do both of those things. For me, those practices are meditation and tantra. Meditation to cultivate my will, tantra to cultivate my power. Combining the two of them together to be able to accelerate the results, right? Now, there are other practices to be able to cultivate the will. You know, there's, uh, there's prayer, there's ritual, there's a whole, uh, you know, there's reading, there's journaling, right? There are so many different things that we can do to address our mind, uh, psychology, therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, even basic uh, mindfulness or mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, right? All of these things help to cultivate the will. We have lots of modalities to cultivate our energy from Qigong, you know, to martial arts, uh, to tantric kriya yoga, dynamic meditation. There's a whole slew of different things, right? It's important for everybody to find something that works for them so they know how to change their minds and they know how to change their behavior, right? Cultivation of the will, cultivation of the power. So I'd encourage every man and every person to find out what works for you so that when there are things that you need to change in life, you know that you can. Well, thank you so much. That makes sense. And like, you know, when, when some people, probably specifically men, because they're probably less inclined to, I'm going to sit and do the OM. I don't do the OM. I'm a walking meditation person. I get up in the morning, I say thank you, but then I get in the woods or wherever I go. So that's how it works for me. So if you're trying to figure out, they're saying meditate, you figure out what works for you everybody's different so make sure that you find what works for you if it works for you then you build on that um and then you you were talking about i forget who said it but somebody said something oh both of you talked about food and getting your um food uh, a more high quality food in addition to understanding that potentially during this second wave there will be a food shortage so learning how to grow your own food. So even um, next week, the episode that we're doing is with uh, Uriah Israel, who is my teacher, who is teaching me how to grow my own food on my small little balcony in Virginia, okay? Because I'm understanding that I might need to do that because of food insecurity. So join us next week and we'll talk about that. But again, these are things that you can be doing now which was the point of summer school was to add tools. So you add the tools, the good food, the breathing, the meditation, the um, cultivating and understanding for you, the will versus the power and then putting them together. So it's not a verse, it's just the will and the power. Um, Do I have uh, 30 seconds to comment on the food situation? Please, please. A lot of people, I'm a long time uh, urban farmer, permaculturist, uh, developer, hydroponics, aquaponics systems, renewable energy systems to power all of that, access to all the greenhouses, you name it, da, 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 da. Uh, There's a perspective that I learned from permaculture that I think is really interesting when it comes to meeting your basic needs, um, but we can look at it as applied to food. And this is the concept of zoning, right? Trying to meet as much of your needs as locally as possible, right? What can I grow on my windowsill? What can I grow on my porch? What can I grow in my backyard? What can I grow in a community garden? Is there a local farmer that I can have food delivered, right? 
uh, are there regional farms? Is there a food buying club in my area that I could join for bulk grains and sugars and oats and things like that, right? I just named about six or seven different ways to get food before ever stepping into a grocery store, right? And so this concept of zoning, if you think about that and apply that to all of your basic needs, we can transform local economies, right? And we can become more, we can build stronger networks of cooperation. So I'm about to be hollering at you, Emmanuel, to help me with my food, uh, you know, my situation on my balcony. We're just getting it together for the cold crops, okay? So I'm excited. So y'all join us next week. So where can everybody find you all? Where, if, you know, some brothers are interested in what you're doing. I know things are virtual now, but how can they find you? Very simple. TheSageMen.com. T-H-E-S-A-G-E. Men men.com thesagemen.com takes you directly to our facebook uh, group page uh we have all kinds of information about activities and upcoming workshops uh we just completed recently a mindfulness and manhood uh 28 day uh, uh process very empowering uh we had about 15 16 brothers involved uh and they were checking in and they were learning about their visionary healer meditation how to get clarity in these very intense times uh, for one's own direction and, and set one's own intention. Also the warrior healer. How can I be the best version of myself in terms of activating that resilience uh, within me to move through uh, what we're experiencing in the world? And of course the Tantra meditation with Emmanuel uh, as well. And so we have more of that to come. We have some of that that's continuing as we speak. Uh, and then we also have a workshop coming up on uh, a guided meditation for healing racial trauma uh, next Sunday. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. And then Emmanuel and I even talked about uh, possibly he presenting on emergency preparedness and self-sufficiency uh, as we move into this second wave. So uh, we have a number of programs uh, that are ongoing and many to come, thesagemen.com. Okay, I put it in the um, the notes. I put the sage men in the notes. Emmanuel, did you want to say something? Uh, yes, uh, Emmanuel Taylor, uh, Ross and Eb Wellness Services, R-A-S-E-N-E-B. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, you could always uh, email me to rossandebwellness at gmail.com. I tend to teach uh, two, two large classes a year uh, in the spring to the summer uh, Tantra and in the fall to the winter uh, meditation. Uh, and so... Uh, if anybody is interested, you can look forward to a meditation class that's coming up to prepare for the winter solstice, which is a great opportunity to work on that will aspect of our being. And in the summer, uh, in the spring, the Tantra class is a great opportunity to work on that energy aspect of our being. Um, I know I can be a bit elusive. Uh, I tend to hide in the shadows and whatnot, you know, but I'm around. If, if you're trying to find me, you can find me. <laughs> So I appreciate that. And, you know, for anybody who is listening, whether you're listening now or whether you're seeing us on YouTube or on the web pages somewhere in a few weeks from now, I would suggest if you can to stay, keep your eyes on what the gentlemen are doing, because it has been very beneficial even for me. So the Tantra class pretty much changed my life. It changed the lens on how I see myself, how I show up in a room, my energy when I show up in said room, and all those different things. And so I would say it can't hurt. You know, I think it could only enhance. And, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. 
you know, it, it's not a, I don't think it's a religion. It is more of a birthright of tapping into your energy that you have never been taught that you have, you were born with. Um, and then Manifest was in my class. So we got to learn even more together. Um, and the other thing is, I'm putting you on the spot, Emmanuel, that emergency preparedness class. We might have to do a, a, an extended summer school session and have you on because I took an, um, an emergency preparedness class recently through Sankofa Homeschool. They had this big thing, Liberated Minds, and basic stuff I just did not have in place. And so I think it's important as many people are talking about it. So I, I would like for us to talk about that moving forward. Um, so please contact them. I think it could it could be very helpful. Um, friends said much love to you, Wendy. Thanks for blessing them with their light. And then Ron Jones says thank you for all the knowledge. So you guys definitely reach out to them um, to learn more. So I'm going to talk about the next few weeks, and then we'll end. Um, like I said, I have my, my teacher, Uriah um, E. Israel, who will be talking about how to grow your own food. We're moving into, depending on where you are in the United States, um, you grow certain things. So we'll be talking about that. Um, and then the week after that, my own daughter, uh, who will be a rising senior this year, along with my niece and along with some of my other family members who are class of 2020 going to college, they're going to talk about the emotional, spiritual, physical um, uh, effects that being a senior or a rising senior in COVID has had on them. Going to college, they're missing rites of passage that, and what does that emotional, mental effect have on them and how they're feeling about going to college, are they afraid? And how do my daughter and everybody feel about missing prom, missing football games, the things that we have taken for granted for so long, life is different now. So we're gonna to talk to these young people, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, about how they're coping and where they're getting their information from. So those are the next few classes. So please join us right here um, on the Sanctuary Radio Show. Again, thank you so much, Emmanuel. I finally got you on and thank you, Manifest, for this is your third time. So you the, you the real MVP uh, for being here, for always being willing to share your knowledge. So. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your day, and um, everybody, please reach out. Thank you. We thank you, Wendy, for having us on your platform and, and um, sharing our love and light with the community. We greatly appreciate it. Peace. Peace, everybody.